So some of you guys might know me. I was here a couple semesters ago uh, and had to leave because of my job. Um, so how do I start? Um, we're going to talk about disability ministry today. Um, a lot of you are here purposefully to know the word, to serve in a church somewhere, rurally, in a city. Um, I would say my first experience with disability ministry um, was citywide. Um, but um, I think the challenge would be that uh, knowing some of you already, knowing how much you guys know of the word and some of, some of you who have grown up in the church and everything, um, it's like they say in biblical counseling, we're all counselors. It's the same, same thing. We're, we're all called to make disciples. We're, we all know the word. We all know enough. And I think it's just a challenge to get into that environment um, and be challenged more and, and uh, humbled in some ways. Um, so uh, I think with disability ministry, um, it's just something that we're you know, called to. Uh, you know, when Jesus talks about the sheeps and the goats, we're, we're, um, he talks about when you've done this unto me, you've done this unto the least of these. Um, and so it's a challenge to us to, to look for that. To um, After I had come back from um, Camp Daniel, I started to look around and see who... What you know? What people are are have disabilities because disabilities run um, from being blind to uh, you know even me. I have migraines, consistent migraines, to the point that my doctor told me I should you know, get disability, and I was like, no, I, I I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but um, I mean, it, it runs from small things to big things. Um, you know, a huge issue. Uh, that runs in families um, that I've never thought about before is, um, you know, the abortion issue of, you know, do I continue to have this kid um, because they're going to have this or that? And it's like, of course, we're, you know, beautifully and wonderfully made by God. Um, and we all see that as believers, but it's kind of an interesting, um, you know, different take. Um, many people who are, are disabled, um, who have disabilities, uh, Down syndrome, other things, they can't go to church, they can't um, go to funerals, they're not allowed to go to a lot of these public things. Um, I know there's um, a kid who sits in the cry room uh, at Grace uh, because of that. Um, and we have other kids with, in wheelchairs and things. Um, many of them don't get to hear the gospel because of that, because they don't get to go to church. Um, many of them who can't read um, or get to that place can't really hear the word of God um, if they don't have a way to do that. Um, you know, we we all have MP3s and, and all that kind of thing, but a lot of them just don't know. Um, caretakers don't really take the time to take them to church. And we found out that in um, Wisconsin, there's, you know, some uh, group homes. And if the believers in the believing people who are disabled um, can't agree on where to go. They just won't take them. And so what they look forward to is what we're going to talk about today is Camp Daniel. Um, they save up um, all year to go to this. Um, and and so, uh, you know, let's, let's uh, where, where are we with, uh, okay, yeah, we're already here. <laughs> yeah. Camp Daniel's theme for 2018 was one week of church for the entire year. 
So you only get to hear about God. You only get to talk about God one week of the year. And that's at Camp Daniel. Um, it was founded by little Tony and his parents and his sister. And for 22 years, they've been um, running camps for people with disabilities. The reason is um, little Tony had no desire. It's founded in memory of his brother Daniel who had disabilities and on his deathbed he's like listen dude you have to promise me you'll go be a counselor at this camp for people with disabilities and little Tony is like it's 3 a.m <laughs> why did you have to tell me this right now but fine you're dying I'll go so he drug his sister and her new husband and his wife and his parents and they all went and counseled at this camp a year later he's like um honey <laughs> I think God is like working in my heart to, to start a camp. And she's like, oh good, God's been telling me the same thing and I've been terrified to talk to you about it. So um, basically it's a family, it's called Camp Daniel in memory of his brother Daniel, but it, he and his wife, they're very super artistic people um, and his parents and his sister and her husband, started this camp and they've been holding it for 22 years at Lake Helen which is a rented campground with subpar facilities while they've been building the new Camp Daniel facilities and their faithfulness step one like is just incredible to think you've been working on something for 22 years and um, just doing step by step faithfully watching the Lord provide um, the Burries, Jen and Marceau, are the missionaries from that Grace supports. Marceau is the Montana native, and um, he met Jen online and <laughs> went to Camp Daniel, and she's like, listen, I'm doing Camp Daniel for the rest of my life, and he's like, okay, cool, let's get married. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so they live and work there, and their son, MJ, like, terrorizes, he's four, He's six. Okay, he's six, and he runs around camp and, like, is a, he's going through a butt phase. But <laughs> it's okay, because we're at Camp Daniel, and we love each other. <laughs> Anyways, what's next? So our role, um, and I'll give this back to Emily, uh, so our role there was to be counselors, and I'm going to pass some things around that probably by the end uh, you'll understand what they are. But um, we were there to, yeah, we can just, um, we were there basically to be camp counselors. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, um, but it really it's discipleship. It's, e it's discipleship either, uh, I mean, it could be lateral, it could be, you know, younger, older believer, um, you know, so I had an older uh person with me and, and uh, somebody of the same age, but I'm going to give it back to Emily. You can explain, talk about your, count, uh, your camper. So the biggest lie they told you is you're going there to be a counselor, but really you're going to be counseled. <laughs> um, Lisa was my camper. They try to keep the camper counselor ratio like one to one or two to one because Everyone's disability is different, and with that, like Joe said, it's an intensive discipleship, so you can do, you can communicate the truth at whatever level your camper is at. And Lisa was exactly 20 years older than me, 
and she was the bomb. Um, so they all sign in, and your camper can't register unless your counselor is there. So the campers are all lining up, and they're super excited, and we're waiting under the gazebo for little Tony to call our name. And I'm like, I just made the worst decision of my life. <laughs> I have come to the funny farm, and like, I'm funny, but this is like, this is like really bad. Like, this is the worst decision of my entire life. I'm gonna throw up. And Tony calls my name, and he's like, Emily, here's your camper, Lisa. And Lisa's like, hi, I'm so excited. And we go through the line, and I'm like, okay, we're doing this. It's, it's okay. And so we go in for chapel that evening, and we sit together, and, you know, it's, it's chapel, and it's the first chapel. And the guy's like, okay, our theme is listen, and God listens to us, and Jesus wants to be our friend, and I want you to turn to the person on your right and tell him Jesus loves you, and I want you to turn to the person on your left and tell them I'm your friend. And I'm like, I'm not her friend. I just met her <laughs> two hours ago. And... Um, but I was told to say this, and I'm here for the camper, because one thing they told us at the beginning was, um, because some, they have, some of them have intellectual disabilities and stuff, they're very concrete people. And for some of them, the only way they will know the love of Jesus is through us. And in counselor training, they told us, this week, your job is to be the visible representation of the love of Jesus Christ to your camper in whatever way that works out. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to say these words to this woman, even though I don't believe them. So I turn to Lisa, and I say, I'm your friend. <laughs> and she goes, oh, really? And her whole face lights up. And I'm like, wow, that had way more impact than I expected. Um, anyway, so the service goes on, and he's talking about, he's giving a gospel presentation and how Jesus loves us and wants to listen to us, and, and the, he wants a relationship with us, because these people don't have friends. A lot of them don't. And, and I was, it was hit, and then he's like talking more, and I start leaking moisture, you know, but it's very quiet, and I'm sitting there like I've sat in like countless churches. I've sat in this room and yam and leaked, and nothing's happened, you know? And all of a sudden, I'm engulfed, and Lisa has grabbed me, and she's hugging me, and she's like, it's okay. It's okay. Jesus loves you. I love you. And at this point, I'm full out sobbing, <laughs> and because... The arms of Jesus, like literally, I have never felt the presence of Jesus like I did in that moment. Um, the Lord God stepped down and hugged me through this woman um, who, yeah, who the world says is worthless and sticks her in a home. And um, that woman demonstrated the love of God that week so powerfully it radiated from her she has the emotional radar of like no one i've ever seen she could tell when anyone was having a bad day and she was always ready to give a hug and just very very sensitive um to to the holy spirit and to the lord and we had a lot of fun Um, so I'm Angela. As you guys can tell, I'm I'm kind of the quiet one of the group. They're much more um, just outgoing and 
like talking in front of people. And um, I very much felt as we went that I was kind of, um, I don't know, I went to camp as a child growing up, but I felt like this was not really my thing. And I was very uncomfortable with the whole idea. I have not really interacted with people with disabilities much. And my husband got really excited and said, we're gonna go. And so I, trying to be a dutiful, submissive wife said, okay and just kind of felt like I was along for the ride. And um, God taught me so much just through um, through being there. This is my camper, Darlene. Um, Darlene was probably about 15 years, 13 years older than I was. Um, she was very high functioning. Um, as Emily mentioned, there are lots of different levels of people with disabilities, and um, Darlene was able to do a lot on her own. I didn't have to help her with a whole lot of things, but um, it was it was just neat to be there and be her friend and talk with her and ask her, you know, about what we talked about in chapel and um, just form that relationship with her. Um, a lot of times people with disabilities don't get asked how they're feeling or what their thoughts are on things. And they have, they have opinions and they have ideas. And so it's neat to be able to let them have that outlet of, of being able to, um, just to share what's on their heart and what's on their mind. Um, <clears throat> Um, so kind of going back to what I started with, I think the Lord really just showed me that, um, my, my perception of this is not the right ministry for me was very wrong. Um, <laughs> the, our, our group ranged from these two being very outgoing to myself, who's kind of, you know, middle of the road and is how I perceive myself to someone who is even more introverted than I am. And all of us, <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, but but the Lord just really, th the people who put the camp together spend time in prayer pairing counselors and campers. And um, it was just really neat to see how each of us was able to minister to our specific camper and just see that the Lord really worked that out in um, who he paired together. So my, uh, I'm going to kind of look over. Uh, my campers were Robbie and Jesse. Um, Jesse is actually on the left and Robbie's on the other side. Um, Jesse is actually a pastor for the uh, special needs church that they have out there. So it's really cool because they know, they do know, I mean, there's, there's extremes in your character. So when you're, when you're mad and, and, you know, you have a disability, it shows. It, it's just, you know, like out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's just like out there. And so there are a couple of really key people out there, and Jesse was one of them, to where when they heard the gospel, they completely submitted their life to the Lord and completely changed. And so the great thing about Jesse is that he was my counselor. <laughs> um, he had gone so many times and he knows the the schedule and he knows what's next, what's before it, what's after it, what I should do before and what I should do after. And so he would tell me, um, oh, I think it's time for this. You should probably go do this or you should probably go do that. Sweet, you know? <laughs> and so it wasn't like he was my camper. He was my counselor. Robbie was more of like we were 
his counselors because he was kind of a firecracker and before you knew it he's like on the other side of the room and the other side of the you know <laughs> and so it's just kind of keeping up with him and running after him um and again with jesse it was like we you know i was discipled by him more than i could even say you know i i know i was discipling him but it was just it just felt like he was pouring into my life um and i was learning so much from him um, he has a way to explain to other campers um, the gospel in such a way that is simplified. So I was learning so much from that because, you know, we have, we come from, you know, theological backgrounds and we have, you know, you know, the orders, order, order, Ordo Salutis of the Divine Decree or the Wesleyan Confession and we have Calvinism or the Doctrine of Grace and we want to, you know, we can we can uh, explain it up here, but it's really getting down to, you know, the meat and potatoes of this is, this is God calling you or um, in, we would have uh, small groups and a really good example uh, was how a counselor said, you know, we were talking, you know, roughly about um, sin and salvation and assurance of salvation. And the counselor said, you know, if, uh, you know, my friend over here, if I, if I, if I'm mad at him and I cuss at him, um, you know, if, if I say, I'm sorry, is that, are we still friends? And, and they said, well, yeah, you know, and I said, but if I, if I do that all the time and I keep doing that, are we really friends? Am I really, you know, their friend? It's kind of like, well, well, maybe not, you know? And so it's sort of like just kind of went back to if I continue in sin, if I continue to walk in the darkness, am I really in the light, you know? Um, and so there was a lot of good examples when we um, were sitting through uh, small groups where even Jesse um, could just chime in and talk about uh, what he's been reading or, you know, there wasn't, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever spent time in children's ministry, but a lot of the times, and uh, if you've been here at any point, uh, Grace, Pastor Brian's talked about the squirrel versus the Jesus answer kind of thing. And so there are some camp campers who just want to, you know, just say Jesus or, you know, God or, you know, so like every answer is that. And, and uh, so a lot of the times Jesse could bring that back and say, no, you know, this is why, or this is what it is. Um, so that is the challenge. I think the, um, so fears and expectations, um, I'll, I'll talk about mine some, and then I'll give it back to Emily and come back. Um, as far as the fears and expectations, um, I hadn't done, um, special needs ministry in like over 10 years. And that was probably for a six month time period. And that was only two hours a night. You know, you go to Wana, you go hang out with the kids, you give them back to their parents and you, you go home, you know, but it's kind of like jumping in and going, okay, you're going to take care of these kids all week, you know? And so this was with people with disabilities and okay, you know, I've, you know, I've, I've, help someone this way before so I, I can do this you know it, it, and so you're like okay I'm you know I had the expectation that I was going to be one-on-one -on -one, so it was like okay one one-on-one -on -one, we're going to be bunking with each other I know I'm going to lose some sleep so I'm just going to be praying about it and trying to find whatever way I can 
you know, and then you get there and we line up <laughs> and I'm like, okay, who's, who's my camper? Who's my camper? And I see, you know, the, the first set come and they're all walking lined up. I'm like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. And this other van comes in, one guy walks and the other kid, like the other guy's going around, going around, going around, talking. Everybody's like, wow, he's very personal. He's very active. And sure enough, that was Robbie. And so I was like, okay, so that's, that's, you know, okay, that's my, that's my camper. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was like, okay, okay. So that that's my camper. I'm going to have to deal with that. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I'm I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, and then I got a second one. You know, didn't know it was going to be two on one, you know, and I was like, okay, is that it? And it was, but it was like, okay, I you know, thankfully they were both high functioning. There were some issues and things like that. Um, but overall, the fear of you know, and I and I'll just say it because you know I, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, <laughs> you know the poop stories. There's there's all, all kinds of stuff. You know, this person does whatever, and you have to clean it up, or they throw up, or whatever. The biggest that was the biggest fear for me. And once it was over, it was like okay, you know, like that was it. That's what I was so afraid of. Um, I'll tell you that. Probably the those who are studying cross-cultural ministry are probably going to be more ready for this. But um, I would say that that fear or whatever you put in your head is so little compared to the what you get back from the Lord and learning from these people and from being able to serve them and being able to be with them at every meal and being with them at the waking hours at night. Um, we would go over questions from the day, um, and we, um, with chapel, there was an overarching theme of listen, and so we would unpack that every day, and so at night, we would get with our campers, and we would pray with them, and before they go to bed, and then we'd head out to a, a meeting, but it was so awesome to be able to be with them, to just spend time with them, to disciple with them, wake, wake up in the morning with them. Uh, I got over my, you know, not being a morning person <laughs> real quick. Um, and so I started to do what I, you know, I, I just kind of did what I, you know, lean on, which was we woke up and we got together and we did worship in one of the barns that was away from the cabins. And we just did that in the morning until people were ready. And then we went to breakfast and then, you know, broke bread together. But it was just sort of like, this is what I, this is what I do. This is what I do best counseling and, you know, worship. I'm going to do that with them and, and see how it goes. And it went great. Um, so fears and expectations. Um. I don't counsel anymore because I'm old. And uh, I, anyways, so when Joe's like, we're counseling, and I'm like, oh, crap. Um, my biggest fears were I'm not going to be able to physically do it and to, like, showering people. <laughs> um, and you're not thrown into it at all. It's a hugely supportive, like, the whole camp environment was a lesson on this is the body of Christ. Um, there are counselor meetings like every um, every night. They had counselor snacks every night, 
and there's this time to unwind and de-stress and there's always someone around to help if you're over your head with someone or you don't know how to handle it or um, like John's camper um, was nonverbal and slow and but he loved people and so he'd come hang out with us girls and we would have lots of fun together. Um, I don't know, we don't have Tony up here. I, but it's a very laid back camp. And so like Friday I had a migraine, they all went to a rock concert, I slept. And when I woke up, they're like, hey, are you okay? Do you need to sleep some more? Like, you know, everyone was very, it was just, it was just amazing. Um, like Joe said, they're very genuine. They don't have filters. And so the atmosphere is very, very genuine there. Like you can't hide even if you want to. And, and so your sin is real, your grace is real, um, and, and the Lord is real because it's all right there in your face. And yeah. <laughs> so they were both worried about physical awkwardness. I was just worried about, I guess, emotional awkwardness. I was worried about the no filters and people would just be saying stuff that made me uncomfortable and I don't like to be uncomfortable. And so um, I will admit there was some of that, but you very quickly adjust and you realize that, okay, so maybe someone said something that makes me feel awkward, but you get past it and you move on. And, you know, it's not like it's said with a spirit of malice. They just said what they were thinking. And so, um, <laughs> right. Exactly. It's all, it's basically all in my own head. And so once I got past that, it was just like, well, this is the atmosphere of camp. And um, the people really do genuinely love that you're there and they appreciate you're there. And, um, <laughs> It's just, it's, they're very sincere, but it's also funny. There was um, one of the other girls who came with us, her camper, I interacted with maybe twice throughout the week, you know, and it was fine. It, I, we just didn't really talk much. But um, so the last morning comes around and you get everything ready, you go have breakfast, and then the campers, people come to pick them up after breakfast. So this is just before breakfast, and Robin comes up to me. She's, she has tears. She's very sad. And she says, she gives me a big hug and says, I'm going to miss you. Clearly looks down at my name tag, Angela. She didn't even know my name, but she was terrified, you know, that we were all leaving and she had to go home. But it's just, you know, they're, they're so sincere in their emotions and their emotions are very high and very low, but you get used to it and it's, it's just a really fun week. It really was. What's the next, what's next on the slide? Do you remember? Questions. Um, I'll say one more thing about that, like fears and expectations. It's while you're there, some of it, because you know the breweries come and, and they've talked about how you know they they have different music and it's a subculture. And you know if you know your you know if you know how to adapt to a culture and just be open-handed, um, it really helps because you know it. Yeah, it is a subculture, and there's a lot of gray areas that we don't consider sometimes, and so you just have to be open-handed and say, okay, you know, <laughs> if I have to dance, if they pull me out, I'm going to dance. If, you know, um, the goodbyes, uh, there was one, <laughs> I had to tell Angela later, one of the uh, ladies um, 
came up to me and was like, oh, bye, you know, oh, nice. And, I, you know, did the did the round hug like this, and then I got a smooch on the cheek. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you just, you're just not ready, you know, just not ready for that. And so you're like, okay, that happened. Um, and you just kind of keep going. So there's just a lot of different things where you just kind of, yeah, roll with it. You just kind of, there's little things here and there, um, just conversations and, and, and things like that. And just being, just thinking about like how Jesus ministered to people with, with disabilities, you know, the blind, the sick, the, you know, um, and, and just, you just got to think like, if I'm supposed to, you know, love my wife that much, if I'm supposed to love my mom, my, my, you know, my brother, my sister, um, you know, I was thinking, uh, today about, um, you, you know, team Gavin, you guys know Gavin around who was, um, was it, was it a, uh, um, ATV accident. And so he was in an ATV accident. I think he's, he was in three forks. Um, it was an ATV accident. One, you know, one minute he is perfectly, you know, great normal kid and then all of a sudden he flips over and now he's you know paraplegic is pr pretty much yeah Katie's cousin yeah um and so that that that's a life change automatically right there you know and so it's like our lives could change that fast and so thinking about that thinking about what what you know how we treat the person who loves us and closest to us how we can just be open-handed with um, people with disabilities and say, I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. I'm supposed to love them that much. And, you know, that thought in my head, you know, going over, I'm like, I'm supposed to do this. I'm, I literally wash somebody's feet, you know. <laughs> I, you know, it's just like one of those things that it's like, you know, I'm not putting it on the super spiritual level, but when you're in the middle of it realizing wow, Jesus did this, like Jesus, you know, he just did this, he just loved them, he just, you know, and so it's just, it was just an awesome experience. Um, I, don't, I don't know, we might have some time for questions. Um, we kind of took a two-hour presentation and made it <laughs> what it is right now, so if, if anybody, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be at lunch too, and um, we're going to be back November 6th um, at the missionary or missions fair or um, ministry fair um, and having a booth as well. Um, but I, I would just encourage you guys to just, um, I, I have some resources to give, uh, to kind of send you guys on the interwebs to uh, look up uh, just about disability ministry. Johnny and Friends um, is a really good uh, website um, if that interests you at all. Um, I would say like testimonially for me, um, I d do have a desire to start a special needs ministry in the church. Um, like I said, walking around, I've seen people in the church already who need help or can use assistance or, you know, just, um, just need to be encouraged. Cause it's it just sometimes, um, I, you know, I have a kid in Sunday school who, who, you know, he's in a wheelchair and he can't reach, you know, his folder for his Bible and things like that. And just kind of looking out for those little things. Um, so yeah, as you guys go, um, just, uh, Think and pray about that as part of your ministry uh, in the future. Um, if not a full-time thing, you know, obviously, you know, we don't all have to be called to that, but there is a sense of if we're building our church, if we're, we're looking to be pastors, it should be in 
in our thought process to to consider. So, um, yeah, love you guys. Thank you for having me and the team. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Let me pray. Father God, just thank you for this opportunity to just be amongst my friends and um, this college. Uh, I just pray that uh, you would just continue to equip them. Um, their hearts would just be open to um, taking in your word and applying it, and um, as as some already have, but just um, grow them more and more, equip them more and more, um, help this school to be a beacon of light as it has been, um, as well as the church, and just that um, they would make a great impact uh, in the community, in the college around, um, in the ministries that they're going to, Lord. Um, I just thank you uh, again for, for this. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen.